Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Thursday. It's Thursday. It is. You know the day of the week today. I'm, oh I'm very God. proud of you. I remember <laughs> what day it is. It is Thursday. Uh, but that's only because this is my weekend of work. So that means that I get up tomorrow and go to work uh, for three days all through the weekend. Um, and we're having a uh, fall Halloween fundraiser for one of our daughters tomorrow when I get home from work. So everyone's in the house really excited about that. We've been working down in the basement on it. We got a disco light. I've set up a projector and sound system, and everybody's going to be stoked. Um, but it is a little fundraiser to help raise some money for uh, our daughter who got. Uh, stepdaughter who got accepted to uh the competition dance team so fuck yeah dude she's doing great you know nice yeah absolutely but uh thank you guys we got a great show for you tonight before we get too far into it of course let's start off with some sponsors we got toplobster.com the man the myth the legend my good friend and partner on break the cycle let me make sure i'm not i'm not muted am i it'd be hella funny if i was muted uh my good friend and partner on break the cycle where you can get this great fuck around and find out lady liberty slash gun hoodie that you see me wearing tonight i do love this thing uh, you can get that for a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout for that great discount. Or you can join all the uh, Patreon, Subscribestar, uh, YouTube channel for the show um, and get into a private Discord server where Top will drop his new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at a 30% discount. So if you're 5 or 10 bucks a month, you're really saving money if you're buying Top Lobster gear and you're supporting both artists. So that's dope. If you can consider me an artist, I guess you Independent media journalist. But I don't like the word journalist. Yeah, fuck that. I mean... Artist, artist, like artist, not, too far, yeah, not too far off. It's a very close thing. Independent yeah. artist. <laughs> independent <laughs> artist. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, executive producers of the show at theplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today, see what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that everyone sucks at, or that the government sucks at much. <laughs> and that much everyone more. sucks I'm at. laughing because Joe, the OP, said in the chat, said he said, hi, good night, <laughs> everyone. Like, the, did you see the... Uh, like Fetterman. Yeah, did you see the Fetterman debate? Oh, we'll talk about that. that I, I've seen way. clips of it, and I I would not be able to make it through. I would need to be like, it was just rough, dude. wasted. I, I said, he said, hi, good night, everybody. Like, that was his opening. I was dying, dude. I was dying. Uh, Anthem Planning helps organizations solve unsolvable problems in the technology and HR arenas. Uh, their team leads by example. Anthem consultants have led their own organization through demanding periods of change. Now they help clients succeed in the face of technology and personnel uh, challenges. They're also just amazing people. I talk about Amy uh, Lapore on the show every every time I, I log in. Dude, she's amazing, and you should go check her out and see if you can help. Uh, she can help out your business because I promise you, she will. Well, um, and and I, I love how you emphasize personnel every time. She's amazing. Oh, yeah, I have to because I <laughs> yes. was saying personal challenges, which I'm used to, personal challenges. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's, That's what right. I need help. Amy, if you can help me with personal challenges, I would appreciate that very much. I have yeah, a he'll lot throw of like a dollar your <laughs> yeah, way or uh, something. And, of course, the executive producer of the show, Cole with Colwell Creative Content, Craig, uh, and his wife are wonderful people as well. Uh, they specialize in things like SEO to help your site rank well on Google or other search engines, website design, optimized website content writing, optimized blog posts, copywriting, social media content management, newsletter writing and design, ghostwriting and editing services, resume and cover letter writing. They work with all kinds of clients, including real estate, addiction treatment, mental health, healthcare, banking and payment processing, but not the Federal, the Federal Reserve. Reserve or the CIA podcast. Uh, they've worked with just about every industry, including libertarian political candidates and influencers such as Larry Sharp. If they're good enough for Larry Sharp, my good friend and mentor in politics, Mr. Larry Sharp, uh, they're good enough for you. Been in business since 2012 and worked with hundreds of clients. So go and check them out. Yeah, I know it's the sporadic um, echoing when I get really loud. Um, I, I can't help it, man. I'm, I'm working on I, I, I keep working on uh, I keep on working on the. Uh, the filters, but 
Yeah, and we keep telling him to use his inside voice. I need a professional. He, I do fine when he, I'm just looking at He says at something him. about, like, social contract theory being bullshit, and then we can't do anything about it. And Ryan is it. drinking uh, almost 40 tonight. He's real no, close. This, this, what? It's this is a 40. regular size Corona. <laughs> He's just got really little hands. Yeah. Um, 12 ounce and Corona. guess what? Yeah. what are you talking about? New, new executive producers of the show. Uh, the Blood of Tyrants Merlot. Oh. It, and uh, that just came through today. I'm super stoked about a new partnership with this uh, wonderful wine company. And you can get their bottles of wine at bloodoftyrants.wine uh, for a 10% discount by using the uh, code BREAK at checkout. I've had this wine before. It's really, really good wine. I got it at the National Convention. Um, it's, it's good stuff, uh, so go check it out. They have some really great slogans, including the official spirit of 1776, uh, we, they're, uh, uh, let's see, anarchy in a bottle. Uh, tyrants are losing their head over this wine. Um, it really is good. It really is good Merlot. If, if you like a, a, a nice crisp Merlot. Does it refresh your thirst just like a Liberty tree? It, it, it does. It, it, occasionally you have to refresh, uh, your thirst and that's the way to do it. I, I that should be their Joe slogan. Quinn. So, uh, go yeah. check out the blood of tyrants Merlot. Uh, at bloodoftyrants.wine. Use break at checkout for a 10% discount. I promise you it's great. Uh, great. Got a great show for you uh, tonight before we get too far into this or introducing our, our uh, guest. Uh, let's check in with my wonderful, beautifully haired uh, co-host, Mr. Ryan Kurt. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty darn good. Get, just got me a regular size Corona. and A regular uh, size. That looks, that's like a 40, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, joining us as usual uh, now, which I'm very excited about, our good friend uh, from the Redacted Caucus, Mr. A.J. Fisher, sir. How are you doing tonight? Good evening. Good evening, everybody. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Hello. Oh, good night, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Before I forget, respiratory stuff. I'm going to so. need some Yepcocks in the chat. Oh, yeah. Ryan wants some Yepcocks. He loves yeah. Yepcocks. Give the man some Yepcocks. He doesn't realize that we're not on Twitter. Or on Twitch, so but just man can dream. Give the man some fucking yep cocks in the chat, and of course our wonderful guest tonight, um, one of my favoriteest people in the entire world. Uh, the man wig wrapped his entire uh, podcast intro. He is the host of the badass, always badass Liberty Lockdown, Mister Clint Russell. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm just here to both. Confirm and deny my belief about fracking. So, <laughs> dude, the Fetterman debate. I wish I would have loaded in a bunch of clips of the Fetterman debate because that shit was hilarious, dude. I he's he's the greatest living American politician. Um, I, mean, yes. I, I don't you think I could overstate how much I endorse his candidacy. Agree. I didn't think anybody could be uh, less of their mental faculty than Joe Biden, and then Fetterman stepped on stage. He and smashed like, it. Holy shit, dude! Yeah. He is so bad. If but, he wins, you know how they I think he confirms ceiling? we. South Park is a documentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan's talking. Uh, uh, we have this issue where the uh, digital guests cannot understand Ryan, uh, so we're gonna be we're gonna be messing with that all night. What was up, Clint? What'd you say? Oh, I was just saying. You know how there's a glass ceiling, right? Yes. Well, Fetterman just broke through the glass floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of him, man. Like, yeah. you know, people with severe brain, you know, brain damage yeah. and uh, communist leanings. Like, I, I want them to be on Capitol Hill debating World War Three. I think it's it's really healthy. And I think that it only leads to good things. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, <laughs> and it was funny because they were asking people after the debate, like, so, you know, when you came in here, you said you were a supporter of Fetterman's. Where are you at now? And like all of them were like, well, I think we're going to be voting for Dr. Oz. <laughs> and, if, and if you can get people to vote for Dr. Oz, 
Mm-hmm. That's when you know you got a bad fucked up candidate, dude. <laughs> there yeah. was. Well, that, that, that's what kills me is like I, I don't want Doctor Oz. I think right. he's awful. So, if you're gonna have a senator that I don't want anyways, I would greatly prefer a guy who's up there for the next six years, assuming he lives that long, just <laughs> arguing terribly on behalf of socialism. Right. It's mm-hmm. he's perfect. <laughs> I saw there were, there were Google trends of I uh, right after. The debate of how do I take back, change my early vote? Yep. How do I take back my early yeah, vote? How do yeah, I cancel my early vote? It was just back their, thousands. Their, uh, their paper ballot, their mail-in ballots. Yeah. It's cute that they think their votes matter anyways. Yeah, like it, like it fucking matters. And you're, they're in Pennsylvania, right? I mean, it, right. It, it's going to be a socialist shithole no matter what they do. So um, might as well have the worst socialists up there uh, screaming, yeah. screaming about it. Yeah, I agree, man. So Clint, what's going on, man? You just uh, you've been you've been doing some big things lately. You just had Tom Woods on the show. Uh, you judged Nap, yeah, on uh, the regular, man. Yeah, Love and him. then of course uh, you got to speak with Alex Jones several times. What, what's going on, man? What, how are uh, you pulling this off? Are you a federal agent? Uh, yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> but um, you know when I'm not at my day job in Langley, I am in sunny Miami, just lucking my way to the top of a, the smallest <laughs> internet podcasting. Uh, niche. <laughs> I was telling I was telling somebody on the show the other day. I was like I was like yeah, dude. Like um, two years ago when I was running for chairman of the LNC, uh, Clint hit me up to come on his show, and I definitely had the bigger platform then at that at that time. And uh, and I don't even know. I don't even think you had. Maybe you did have your picture up finally, but I know for the longest time you just had a fat woman with cheese on her titties <laughs> as your default. <laughs> Um, no, no, it was an American flag bikini. Please, was it American flag bikini? I thought I thought it was yeah. the cheese tits one. Maybe I maybe I'm just misremembering it on purpose. That's someone else. Way sexier with cheese, but um, <laughs> I I I think um, at that time I was like I was like yeah this Clint dude's cool. He was like asking me about political violence and shit. Do you think it's going to come to violence and in this country <laughs> and all this stuff? And I was like fuck yeah it is, dude. There's no doubt about it. it's coming. I think everybody needs to be ready for it. And now Clint's got like one of the biggest shows uh, in the movement. So I fucking lo- I love that dude. I'm very well. I was so asking you about you. political violence because that's when i was still working for the fbi but right right, um, right. now that the podcast has taken off i don't have to report on you guys anymore which is a huge relief uh <laughs> i yeah i mean tomorrow morning i have on the surgeon general of florida dr joseph ladapo no uh, i'm, that I'm dude's on with beast. majid nawaz um at the end of this month uh, at the end of Nove- november i'm on his show i to talk esg and central bank digital currencies and everything else so yeah, life is very, very, uh, very, very different from how it was two years ago for me, and I, I couldn't be more grateful, man. I, every day, I'm I'm living my dream, so it's it's beautiful. Well, you also expatted out of out of the socialist hellscape of California, which um, you and I both share that in common. Uh, you yeah. went to a much warmer climate than I did. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that was a mistake. That was your choice. I didn't do that to you. I, it's, uh, it's a lot cheaper here, though. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude, Miami is brutally expensive. So Absolutely. Uh, player, uh, player FTW, thanks for being a member for 15, uh, 15 months. He used his 15-month uh, special chat to just drop meep in the, in the chat. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. I do. I think that if you're going to use it, make it count. You know what I mean? Um, but I do love you guys. Thank you all for supporting the show, man. It really means a ton to us. Uh, Libertarian Podcast Review, $10 Super Chat. Thank you, sir. He said, it's cute that Clint thinks his podcast is niche niche i fuck that up i think it's niche yeah no? it's niche some people say niche and those people are dumb oh okay. no so. it's, it's niche 
And and uh, I don't know what Tyler means by that. I think he's being complimentary, but I can't tell, so I'm just going to tell him to fuck off anyway. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's trying to give you a compliment. He, he's saying that so your too. podcast is very big. Yeah, it is a big podcast, and 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 I get it, I get it because like when I started my podcast, I was like, I'm going to make the fucking most base, dopest libertarian podcast, and then I was like, I got like I got like a hundred episodes in, and I'm like, yo, dude, if I just keep doing libertarian podcasts, I'm never going to grow this fucking thing at all. It's just not going to happen. So that's why I started like trying to get other people on that weren't libertarians mm -hmm. and, and trying to break out of that and get com comedians and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, know, it started I, I growing after that. So it's super important to just continue with whatever, whatever motivates you. I mean, the whole reason I'm doing this is because this was my passion that I was pursuing. Anyways, if I, if I pigeonholed myself into just interviewing libertarian candidates or something stupid like that, I'd be, I'd lose all of my passion and my audience would go with it. So, right. you know, I make no apologies for just continuing to, broaden and and honestly like i'm trying to bring more people into my worldview so why would i not why would i want to talk to people that already agree with me you know right. like i love i love talking to people that disagree i wish i could get more people that disagree to come on unfortunately many of them refused yeah. <laughs> no i get it dude i i uh we decided we were going to start because there's a lot of like comedian there's not a lot of like band uh tours that come through here they always go through like minneapolis or kansas city but there's a lot of comedy tours that come through here through iowa uh -huh. so i started hitting up comedians that were coming on tour here like because we have the in-studio uh show now and we have we even have like a, a guest room for like um, <clears> people <throat> who want to come and be on the show that can stay here feed him dinner, all that stuff. Um, so awesome. I, I started hitting up comedians, and one of the first comedians I hit up was, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? He played Champ Bailey in Anchorman. I always fuck up. Hey, the, the guy from The Office. He was on The Office as yeah, well. He's yeah, the the he's like bald in the front. Oh, yeah. fuck, I'm fucking yeah. up his name. He's funny. Yeah, he's he's funny. Yeah, I can picture his face. Yeah, you guys know. all know what I'm talking about. He's like, whammy, whammy, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I hit him up I, through his agent, and his agent's like, oh, great, what show is it? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're down. And so I said, I sent her the link to the show and like told her about, like, you know, we had a million views in our first year and all this stuff. And, and she, goes, she goes, yeah, we, uh, we checked it out. We just think it, don't think it's a right fit for him. Uh -huh. <laughs> Fair like, enough, oh, dude. Uh, but I do have some other comedians now talking about doing it when they come on tour. I just really want to get JP Sear in the in the fucking building. That's what I want to do because he's coming in November. But no one's getting That'd back. Be to great. Me. Yeah, uh, Clint. So explain ESG to me like I'm a retard. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm glad <laughs> so to hear anyway. that. I'm glad to hear that even though my show has taken off, Josh still refuses to listen. That makes me feel better. Um, <laughs> E Bro, ESG. I got a hundred kids. You think I got time for podcast, dude? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yes, you do. You do, do it twice uh, a week. ESG <laughs> is environmental, social, and governance. It's a. It's basically uh, a UN created metric by which uh, businesses are now implementing what I consider to be both cultural and economic Marxism. And I know that kind of sounds like an oxymoron because you wouldn't think that Marxists are concerned with economics. But what they realized is that they're able to uh, utilize big businesses relationship with big government and and moreover the central banking apparatus globally uh to backdoor their ideology and their principles into the the makeup of not just corporate america but the the global corporate framework and it's extraordinarily successful extraordinarily powerful and it has been going on for approximately 15 years and and got really really serious in the past five um and this is why you know sri lanka has had a revolution and you're starting to see uh, what was it the Netherlands also similar tale there where they're trying to crack down on on emissions of people that are just trying to produce enough food to sell into the economy so that we can eat and stay alive uh, you know these basic fundamental economic needs are, are being supplanted by uh, 
wokeness. You can call it that. You can call it a cultural Marxist revolution. Uh, there's whatever label you want to put to it, but um, they are essentially couching what sounds like they're looking after the world and the globe and la da da da. That's how they're selling it to the people, but in reality, it ultimately just ends up funneling additional power to the central banks as well as the the governments the world over, as well as the World Economic Forum and some like supranational organizations. Uh, it sounds very Alex Jonesy, and I know it sounds totally crazy, but I have researched it adequately to be convinced that it is not just real, uh, but deeply implanted into our entire global economic framework and i can tell you i work for a fortune 500 company i won't say yeah i won't i won't say where because people on the internet are psychotic freaks and uh but i have seen internal documents talking about esg and he has the documents and and saying specifically that for corporations big companies esg is no longer a choice it's a must you like you have to do it and i think it has something to do with being able to get cheap credit sure yeah i know i know you know that's what i've I, and i have heard you speak about it clint uh in case you were wondering it's something i have listened to your show thank you um <laughs> uh i just don't i don't catch it i don't call, catch every episode of anybody's of course, show of course, um, right. and i'm even the shows that i'm a patron totally of kidding. i don't i don't you know what i mean and i'm very very slim on patron patron dollars uh, for people, but um, even the shows that I'm a, a patron of, I don't, I don't catch every episode. But I, I, you know, I've heard you speak about it more than probably anybody else, except for I've, I've talked a little bit about it with Top because Top understands it pretty well. I'm kind of, I said, re- explain it to me like a retard because I am kind of retarded. <laughs> um, but it's, it just seems to me like it's like a social credit score for business, right? I mean, that's really yeah. what it is. Yeah. I think that's the 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 simplest way to to explain it is that it's essentially able to dictate, you know all of the framework of civilization that they want to see implemented into the world, but not to the individual, even though they're doing that too with cancel culture and cutting people off from your banking accounts and, and, you know, firing you from your jobs and kind of unpersoning you, deplatforming you that that's all coming too. this is totally separate from that. Well, not actually totally separate from it, but I'll explain that in a second. Uh, So it's, it's really the big businesses of the world that, in order to maintain not just their capital flow, but rather their, their share value. You know, like if you don't get the BlackRock State Street Vanguard of the world, the biggest money managers on earth to be willing to invest in your company, you're basically DOA. Right. And, and because the biggest money managers on earth all have a relationship with either the government or the central bank, usually both, uh, you well, not usually always but both. You, you simply do whatever you're told and, and that's what they're doing. And uh, BlackRock has been the biggest proponent of ESG of probably any entity governmental or otherwise on earth. Uh, so much so that Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, he sends out a, a letter to his shareholders uh, once a year where he declares quite proudly that you know we're the biggest uh, driver of ESG ideology and guidance the world over. And because they managed $10 trillion, well, now it's down to like eight and a half because the stock market's taking a shit. But regardless, they have, you know, more assets under management than anybody else. And they're the biggest proponent of it. Well, that means that you're going to have a ton of businesses that otherwise disagree with ESG on a fundamental level, just saying, hey, we better get in line with this stuff. Otherwise, our corporate credit score, our ESG score will decline to the point that we lose our beneficial relationship with both the central banks and the government. Sure. Uh, 
Plus fanning thanks for the for the two dollar super chat. He said Clint brought, bought all the right people hot tubs. That's right, dude. Did That's you buy right, a hot but... tub for somebody legitimately? Didn't no, you? no, that was a joke between Britt and I way back. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I never bought any. I never bought anyone a, a hot tub. Somebody he jumped in, in on the hot tub I meta did not, of uh, see this Twitch. episode, but it's they said that it was a cool episode with Clay Clark that you had. Um, yeah. That's it's, it's funny that, that somebody brings that up. Uh, so I talked uh, through email to somebody about booking Clay Clark on the show. Um, I'm not f- super familiar with Clay. Um, but I said, yeah, totally, because I, I kind of looked at what he was doing and this tour that he's got going on. And what is it, Revive America or some shit like that? Um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Awaken or Re- Reawaken America tour or something. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'd love to have him on. Let's get it scheduled soon, you know. Um, and then I took that hiatus from the show. And I swear to God, he's got three different people that have sent me text messages and emails a hundred a month since we talked, dude. Like, hey, hey, Josh, what's up? Boom. You still ready to have Clay on the show? Bam. Boom. Boom. They all, all this like, it's like the, the craziest, like aggressive marketing to get him on shows that I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen anything like it. It's been fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Um, they have a real solid marketing team that's trying to get that. That whole organization off the ground. It's, it looks like they're succeeding at yeah. it. So God bless them. It was crazy, but I am going to have one. I I talked. Well, I, and just recently I said, well, is he coming around Iowa? Because I'm trying. We're trying to um, prioritize the in-person shows. That's what we want to do. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, it's hard to get people to come to the fucking snowy Midwest. I don't know. There's not really? even snow no, yet. Never winter in the Midwest. What? <laughs> it's winter in the Midwest. It's, it's hell on earth. It's not winter yet, but it's fucking winter though. Like <laughs> It'll I, be there the other soon. day, I was like, you know, it was like 20 degrees the other day. Yeah. And and Julie, I'm like, sweetie, it's fucking winter. And she's like, this is not winter, it's fall. Yeah. It's the fall time. I'm like, listen, I'm from California. Anything under 50 degrees is is winter. Okay? That's it's it doesn't matter what what time of the month or what time of the year it is. Anything under 50 degrees is winter to me. That's it. Yeah, where, where you live, it feels like winter to me year round. So, well, no, we get hot, we get hot as fuck in the summer, dude. We do. I know, we get, feels mm-hmm. like winter to me, dude. We get like a hundred degrees with a hundred percent humidity. Like the humidity is fucked. It's up fun. Here. It sucks. I, you're swimming. I still bring a jacket. If it's not, <laughs> if it's not San Diego. I'm not happy. That's true. There's uh, no oceans, no beaches. Yeah, that dude. Good stuff. I mean, San Diego is so good. What part of San Diego do you live in? Uh, Carl's. I mean, I live Carlsbad. in all all different parts, but Carlsbad was where I spent like the last decade of my life there, and it was. Majestic. I, I, lived I miss in, it terribly. I lived in Imperial Beach for three and a half, three and a half years or something. And it was probably some of the greatest times of my life. Even though I like got married and then went through a divorce while I was there, it was still fucking awesome. <laughs> That's how great San Diego is, man. True, you can have dude. your heart broken. You can have your whole life. You're like my whole life was just uprooted. But you know what? I'm a Pacific Beach at Margarita Rocks <laughs> drinking Wednesday Wednesday one dollar margaritas, dude. I don't give a shit. Like yeah, like, well, in, until the lockdowns, uh, San yeah. Diego could do no wrong as far as I was concerned. But yeah. uh, it, after it was that... definitely the best part of California for sure. There's no oh doubt. yeah by a mile. Um, so dude, uh, Russia. I don't yeah. know if we talked a little bit about this on the show last time, but uh, there's now the the what are, the, what are they called? The fucking caucus and the Democrats, uh, the what the progressive oh, caucus. Progressive they, caucus. Didn't they roll their shit back? Did they roll it back? Yeah, I think they rolled it back like their anti-war stance because they were pushing to get into peace talks with Putin. Uh, they yep. were pushing Biden to go into peace talks with Putin for about 22 hours. They were. Was that it? Yeah, they sent a letter and then they backpedaled and apologized wholeheartedly for it and they they weren't even calling in their letter they weren't even calling for the immediate uh you know stopping of the sending of weapons and infinite billions of dollars to them right uh, they were just saying hey maybe we should talk to them uh, you know 
<laughs> yeah, we should have some peace talks. Maybe we should talk to the other guys that have 4,000 plus nuclear weapons. And then 22 hours, la- hours later, they're like, just kidding. Uh, we were, I mean, that was crazy of us. Uh, we, we could never be so un-American as to consider not nuking the world. So, yeah. Uh, well, I saw, I saw, um, uh, the, you know, there's infinite, like, Ukrainian flag blue checks now, right? Like, they all have, an, it, uh, there's this one guy on there. I always forget his fucking name. But he literally made a post that was like, peace talks with Russia happen when Putin's dead. Like, that's what, that was literally, he posted that on Twitter. By the way, didn't get his fucking account removed. Was wow. it Kins- Kinsinger? Yes. Adam? Yes, yeah. Adam. Yep. Yep. That was the one. Yeah, he's, he's the worst. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even under, it, it's, it's the most extraordinarily, extraordinary psyop I've ever seen in my life. And, and we just went through fucking COVID for God's sake. Like <laughs> oh, the, shit. the craziest psyop of all time. And now we're like, Hey Clint, do you think we could get nuttier? And they're like, fuck yeah, we can, we can have nuclear war without a debate. How about that? Fuck, uh, it's crazy. It's well, there, there's crazy. a statement today by Putin where he swore off the nukes. He said, "There, w- war with Ukraine does not include nuclear weapons." Well, yeah, yeah because they're right, they're fucking right there. I mean, it's yeah, like, it would be ridiculous. But but them. it was just it was a news story where oh this this guy's a, a a maniacal dictator killer, and then he says, "Oh well, the nukes are off the table," and it's taken as his word. Oh, do you okay, know why? Well, do you know why though? What's that? Do you know why he's no, saying I, that? I, I do not know why. Because there's. I think that the Russians believe that the either the UK, MI6, or CIA, American government is is attempting to um, false flag a dirty nuclear bomb explosion uh, in Ukraine to justify an Article Five violation, which would allow NATO to fucking move on Russia and Ukraine. So they they have to make it as clear as possible that if that occurs, it was not them. Right. Um, that makes I sense. See. And, I, and I it have, doesn't make sense to use a nuclear weapon in Ukraine just the way just geographically where it's located. Doesn't it wouldn't make, any make sense. sense anyways because they they know that's a red line that would cause the end of civilization right. <laughs> because they yeah. haven't completely lost their fucking minds unlike the NATO alliance which is clearly out of its mind it, it's really bizarre it's absolutely bizarre that we have that we're portraying Putin as a madman while we behave as insane as humanly possible and and yet we're framed as the good guys in all this and ukraine in particular is fr- framed as the innocent victim and and it's it's all so maddening to witness especially after i've done all of the research uh for those that aren't familiar with the backdrop of this story check out my episode called the war they wanted i issued it a couple uh, a couple weeks ago and it's already the most viewed solo episode i've ever done where I, I lay out the entire history of the past decade where we did everything in our power to bring this conflict about and then we turned around and acted as if as if uh, you know Putin's this aggressive lunatic that we could have never foresaw this. You know, it's like you have uh, McCain and Lindsey Graham on the ground in 2016 saying next year is the war or is the year of offense, and he's talking to Ukrainian soldiers in Ukraine talking about the uh, assaults in eastern Ukraine against Russia. It's like this is this has been in the works for years and years and the american people have no idea of the backstory so they're just completely being slept walked into nuclear armageddon well, and, the, and the american public doesn't i mean they just don't it's not even that they don't give a shit they just don't fucking know they don't know no, it started in they 2014 know. they never bring it up someplace right. some some news outlets will bring that up right that this 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 happened with the invasion in 2014 but i i do not know what why do we have any interest over there at all 
It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I'll tell we, you, uh, we pivot because we, we get out of a war and we have to pivot and have a new enemy. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Clinton, Clinton and I were both on a show the other night together uh, called We Love the State. And I, I kind of I tried to break it down a little bit in, in my opinion, not at all an expert opinion. You know what I mean? I'm fucking like we said at the beginning of the show, I'm, I'm like nine tenths. Okay. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, Let's I'm, be honest. He's kind I'm of Alex Jones with Point Alpi take. intelligence. Point take. Okay? <laughs> That's saying a lot because Alex Jones is pretty fucking retarded too. Okay. Um, so and I, and I've never claimed to be retarded. like the smartest guy in the world. I'm just entertaining because I'm retarded and funny, right? Um, but but the truth you, is, uh, the, you're retarded and funny, <laughs> and you're autistic and sleepy. I uh, so sleepy. I, I listen. So check it out. So I this is this is in my opinion what's going on. <clears throat> Russia is the new Libya. Okay, uh, Putin refuses to cuck to the World uh, Economic Forum, refuses to cuck to the U.S. dollar, refuses to let their country become this um, diverse communist shithole where they're cutting off fifteen-year-old uh, uh, kids' dicks and boobs, and you know what I mean. He mentioned he, that today. He, I know he well, said that there's two Wes. He said there's two Wes. Right. Well, and that's when I watched his speeches about this shit. Okay. Yeah. Broken down and translated. That's what Putin was saying. Was like, we're not going to cuck to this Western fucking bullshit. We're going to be Russia. Russia strong. We're proud, and we're going to be you know normal fucking people. Basically, is what he said. Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, I'm sure every president or prime minister is like putting on a show of all kinds of shit. Okay. But Russia is the biggest landmass country in the world. They have the most resources, natural resources in the world. Okay. And the 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 leader of that large landmass stood up and told NATO and the US and all these people, fuck you, we're not going to go along to get along just because you want us to. We have our own culture here that you're not going to impose your will on. Now, if you remember, back when the shit was going on with Libya and Gaddafi, very similar. Very similar. Very similar. Gaddafi said, we're not going to go on the euro dollar. We're not going to do this shit for oil. We're not going to, we're going to continue to live our lives like who we are here in Libya. And that's going to be our culture. We're not going to be a Western country. And then all of a sudden, Gaddafi was killing his own people and slaughtering his own people and all this shit. And we had to go in there and take him out because he was killing all his own people and trying to set his eyes on taking over other parts of the Middle East and this and that and this don't, and that. And don't everyone, forget Saddam Hussein and uh, Assad in Syria. Oh, same, well, same and Assad, the Assad thing is, it was so blatant. You know, Saw's yeah. gassing his own people and someone picks up a gas canister and it's made in America. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and everyone just sleeps on that shit and doesn't get it, doesn't understand what's going on. But the truth of the matter is, is our country is imperialistic fucking empire that wants to make the rest of the world ours. And it's always been like that. I mean, the people who settled the United States of America, that's who they were, right? And so it, that's just what's going on. It's just still this imperialism. It's still empire building. It's the same exact thing. But they have to get 300 million people, right, to support them yeah. in these endeavors. Otherwise, there's, five, there's less than 500 people that make choices for this country. Less, that's what a lot of people understand. Less than 500 people between the executive branch and the House and the judicial, right, Less than 500 people. Money train. Less than 500 people. There's 300 million, 370 million of us in this country. Less than 500 people make all of our decisions on a foreign policy level, on a on uh, you know on a cultural level, on a social level, on an economic level. They make all the decisions for for the entire country. 
I would say there's a little bit more than 500. There's about a thousand big businessmen and family sure. money sure. that are actually dictating. And, and what I'm talking, obviously, are. I'm just thinking of only politicians. But yes, if you want to talk about yeah. the cathedral, which I haven't railed on in a long time here, uh, but I should. Uh, the cathedral we'll, is. We'll slip down the Kanye West path if you go too and, far. And Ryan, I've yeah, and Ryan. West path, uh, for quite some time on this show <laughs> recently, and people are upset with me about it, but I don't give a shit. Uh, I, listen, you can't cancel someone who doesn't give a shit. I've said that on the show <laughs> several right. times. It's right. Uh, but so, 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 yeah, okay. There's big businesses, which are, you know, especially the tech companies, which I added the tech companies into the cathedral. The cathedral originally, when it was written about, was the government, uh, higher education. Uh, United States higher education and the corporate news media. I I venture to say the tech companies as well. I think you know big, especially the social media platforms needs to be a part of that. Um, I Absolutely. think that's all part of the cathedral. So yes, I would say there's probably a lot. I'm just saying on a you know the actual decision makers that work in in DC. But yes, there is a lot more. But it's still it's still a, probably less than a thousand people if you really yeah. think about it. We're talking about the heads of these companies, not just like everybody at the company. Yeah. So, so we're talking about, I'm sure Bezos and, and, and fucking Zuck and, and, and Elon for, for, you know, and then there's a and couple there, of there's like, too, like people CFR, in but OSHA and the FDA and three, three things like that. Three letter yeah, organizations. But, but Some of the higher of their, ups make a all, lot of decisions. That, like all these three letter organizations, all their policy has come from Washington. All of their, almost all of their policy. Comes I mean, they are Washington. They're, they're a part of the I Washington I know. machine. I know. Anyways, I get it. No, I, I get it. It's uh, fucking deep. So, Clint, I mean, I don't know. What do you think is going to happen, dude? What do you think is coming? Predict the future. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more complicated than just wanting to control the world in terms of like resources. I think that was the, the older paradigm in that there was like wars of conquest that we masked in this kind of... Uh, Hey, geography of defending people's democratic rights and their liberties and all that shit. And obviously we all know that's nonsense, but it's, it's now because the entire power structure has been financialized and it all comes down to the exchange of the U S dollar and whether or not they're utilizing it, that's really the red line of red lines when it comes to any you know major foreign power is are they going to trade their assets, whatever they are? We don't really care what they are, but if they're going to trade your assets, it has to be in U.S. dollars or you're kind of on our shit list right away. And if you start to really talk about it loudly and you start to you know, either buy or sell uh, precious materials such as oil and gas uh, in particular, that's when you really start to see the bombs be thre threatened and the sabers start to rattle. And I think that that's what's happening with Putin is they... The, the entire BRIC organization, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, a handful of others, South Africa, they are essentially creating a, a bipolar world where there's they're trying to branch off of the mani manipulation and control mechanisms of the U.S. dollar trading system. And the U.S. being the unipolar hegemon is saying, uh, not so fast. We still have you know the most dangerous military and we have... I don't even know if we have the most nukes, but probably close to it. Uh, Russia would be the only competitor in that regard. Uh, and we have the best economy, even though it sucks. And uh, we're going to basically hold on into the last minute and, and pray that we can bluff our way into getting these other countries to acquiesce to our demands. And unfortunately, when you have a, a few billion people that start to wake up to this this sick system and say like why should we do this why should we live 
at the at our detriment for the benefit of the American people. Like, why should the Chinese do that? Why should Russia do that? They don't have to do that. If I was them, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, you know, I, as an American, I have benefited tremendously from the fact that we can print all the money we want and then we just export our inflation to these people. But the third world is getting real sick of it. Oh, sure. you know, the, the ones that are privy to, to the to the racket. Um, so I, I think that's really what this is all about, is it's about defending the dollar and how this plays out is anyone's guess. I mean, it really like the next 60 to 90 days in Ukraine could decide the fate of humanity itself. And and people are not having a serious conversation about this. Like as soon as the ground freezes in Ukraine, you could see a full ground assault from the Russians because they have been, just been waiting for basically the raining rainy season to end because you can't have your tanks roll through very successfully. Once that changes and they go all out, like what what is the intention of NATO? What's the intention of the United States government who has troops on the ground, who has uh, the 101st Airborne? Uh, I think it's in, God, I forget which country it's in, but it's the adjacent country, the bordering country to Ukraine. So they could be basically on the front lines in Ukraine within a few days if they wanted to. I mean, this is all lunacy and we're not debating it uh, like we don't even have uh, enough pushback from a gop congress it, assuming they they win i'm not even sure they'll bring up a debate but it's it's absolutely it, i mean as as gaslit and as insane as i felt watching covid happen without any sort of real serious pushback this is unbelievable it's unbelievable that we're like not just tiptoeing but kind of taking big leaps towards world war three and there's no debate to be found like the, the Democrats are you can't even get a single vote against arming and funding in a clear proxy war from the Democrats, the alleged anti-war party. And you can only get like 20 or something Republican congressmen to go against it. It's crazy, man. Very, very dire. Is this our next Vietnam? Oh, bro, this doesn't end. Vietnam was nothing comparatively. I mean, if you go to a hot war with a nuclear power the biggest nuclear power on earth. You don't walk away from that. No one wins that. And I, mm -hmm. so no, this is not Vietnam. Not uh, even fucking close. Jeremy Kaufman has a, a, a really funny new video where he's uh, <laughs> apologizing for saying war is gay by saying war is actually retarded. Yeah. And, uh, and he's in, right. And, well, yeah, he is right. And in that, in that he says, um, he says, uh, Vietnam was won by, by Vietnam and Afghanistan was won by goat herders with an average yearly income of $500. And he's right. He's right. We couldn't beat yep. Afghanistan. Dude. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and, and truth be told, after 20 years, we rolled out of Afghanistan and the Taliban had retaken the capital within a, three days. Disproportionately go. inbred goat herders. Yes. With an IQ of 80 Who didn't below. even know what 9-11 no was, by the way. Correct. If you talk to people that like, because I didn't go to Afghanistan. You know what I mean? I was in the Gulf, but I never went to Afghanistan. Wait, what was the number on IQ? Very oh, low. 80 or below. Yeah. But but the, the the thing about it is yeah, is, Google is that. that there we had American soldiers marching through there and and there was people in Afghanistan going what's going on and they're like oh you know nine eleven September eleventh have you heard of it yeah. you know the planes ran into two towers and they're like what, what are you talking about they're like what the fuck is the the World Trade Center what are yeah. you talking about they don't even they literally don't know what's going on and we're in that country and we still couldn't beat them yep and now we want to go fifteen hundred years behind us minimum fifteen minimum and now <laughs> they want to go to Russia. Where, by the uh, way, uh, if Russia, if we, if we were in Russia, uh, our soldiers are not going to know how to deal with that cold, okay? In the wintertime, we're going to have to just stop all ops. Just 
you would have, have to get soldiers specifically from like pronouns when we're preparing yeah, for a yeah. war with one of the gnarliest yeah. militaries on the planet it's crazy and well and china because china's going to back russia well if they do we lose yeah. i mean even if it doesn't go nuclear we cannot win that war period not on their fucking ground not a chance right. so i don't know what we're doing i mean I, like i understand what we're doing we're trying to defend the dollar but like the the game of chicken that we're playing is a unwinnable premise you right. can't fucking win this war you cannot so stop pretending that you can. And I fucking hate the GOP that comes out and no, oh, we can't go to war with Russia. We have to be building up to go to war with China. It's like both sides of the aisle have lost their minds. They're so detached from reality. They have no no understanding of what our actual military capabilities are. There's no way we could fucking win a ground invasion against China. Or You're Russia. Fucking for out matter. of your minds. They Russia have 1.4 billion people. And oh, they also have nukes. And then well, you have who's Russia, who's got 4,000 nukes. Crazy. Who's our commander in chief? I'd give it's us 50 50 Biden. odds against Biden. I don't know. No, I, it's, gotta, it's probably Ron Klain. I sure wish it was Fetterman. <laughs> Somebody in the chat <laughs> earlier was saying we should send Fetterman to negotiate with Putin. His mission accomplished. <laughs> like, he walks out. He's like, he's like, hello. Good night, everyone. War's over. War's over. We're right, done. Thanks, Fetterman. We appreciate you. No, that'd be fucking <laughs> what hilarious. Can you imagine him? I almost want to fucking start like a, a write-in Fetterman for president <laughs> campaign, dude. Because that would be fucking hilarious. Oh, th that's like the... There was a group of people that uh, made just the most outlandish uh, Twitter accounts for Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> so <laughs> the only other Twitter account I have owned was a one of these accounts called Maps for, tu uh, for Pete. <laughs> oh, Maps for Pete Buttigieg? That's yes. fucking hilarious. I, had, was a, just I, had, a, I had a fat um, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro <laughs> account on Twitter for a while, and that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it, they, they took me down so quick, dude, because I... You know, I'm like, this is my fucking sock account. I'm going to go hard on this shit. And then they fucking, they pulled it down really fast. Um, Kyle Matovic in the uh, in the chat. Thanks for the $2 super chat. He said, China and Russia are the new enemies. Look up NDS. The fuck is NDS, dude? Yeah, I don't know. NDS? Something. D I don't know. We'll look it up. Disack? Jamie, pull it up. Pull up NDS, buddy. Look up NDS for us. It's National Defense Strategies. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh -huh. I, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, malice. Malice is on point. They say in the in to let the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, I like malice. Malice watches all my shows. I'm sure of it. So, oh really? Nice. Yeah, he watches every show. <clears throat> malice, I just finished uh, reading the new right recently. You know, I was, was kidding, right? He doesn't watch his fucking show. Uh, he, he, I I've been trying to get malice on the show for almost two years, and uh, who was I can't remember if it was Toad or or um, somebody from Tower Power Hour went on his stream and dropped a super chat and asked, what would it take to get you on break the cycle? And he said, a court order. <laughs> I fucking love malice. A court order. He literally said love, a court order. I love that the, the anarchists would actually honor a court order. That's funny. That's fucking. Could he, we? He, he, malice hasn't come on your show yet. Has he come on? No, no. no. Could we make up a fake like court this. order? I think with me because. I said and that send we it to, to Malice. Going hard at Megan McCain, and he was like, "Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, no. he did kind of go fucking real gay on the Megan McCain thing, dude." Yeah, so yeah, that sucks. Oops. That's unfortunate. Well, he's like friends with her husband or something. Yeah, I think. which is fine. Yeah, but like, don't tell me that I shouldn't be mean to this person who has argued that the January sixth protesters should be thrown in Gitmo. Right. Like, I'm going to be mean to that person, especially Sorry. when her nobody belonged in Gitmo more than her yeah. dad. Right. I mean, her her well, and. Maybe I I don't know. Is it, could we could we make any kind of uh, argument that someone belonged in Gitmo more than John McCain? 
Uh, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney's up there for sure. Yeah. Madeline Albright. Rachel Maddow. No. I'd say Victoria <laughs> Newland. Um, Definitely Madeline. I think Madeline Albright, just because of how she talked about Iraq, makes me sicker than all of the people. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over like like yeah i know john mccain did the bomb bomb moran thing but like madeline albright went on fucking 60 minutes and was like they asked her was a hundred dead iraqi children worth it and she said yeah we think it's worth it she literally said that in public john john mccain came out in opposition to torture uh, 10 years after we had been caught red-handed doing it. So I think yeah. that, that that wins him not most worthy Bolton, of Gitmo. Bolton belongs in there, too. Yeah, yeah Bolton. Yeah, yeah, Bolton's up there. There's it, a, I mean, it's we could intensive fill... interrogation techniques, right? Yes. Right. Intensive. <laughs> we should be able to fill Gitmo with, with just straight-up fucking Warhawks. We, we're going to need to build a bigger or... prison. We're going sure. to need a bigger prison. Yeah. Yeah, I think these people, it's just crazy when you think about like the, like, you know, what red pilled me initially was the war, right? The war in Iraq. That was sure. what brought me here. Um, that's what got me to where I am today. And, and, um, it, it, it was kind of the thought, like, I was like, wow, all these people are dying for fucking absolutely no reason. Why? What is it? Why? Why does this make sense? I mean, we're killing innocent people are dying in Iraq. I mean, there's, you cannot dispute that hundreds of thousands of innocent people died in Iraq and to think about that and still support war knowing that it's going to kill hundreds of thousands of innocent people either means you're a fucking demon or you're an idiot that's all you get there is no other option my three dollar gas yeah and that's and that's the truth is the vast majority of the public especially are just we're not dealing you know we're not dealing with the greatest thinkers of our time we're dealing with npc people on twitter and fucking that have normal day jobs and you know what i mean a lot of us are you know i'm not saying that i'm smart but i'm smarter than the average person when it comes to this kind of shit Mm -hmm. yeah but if if not for the government these people wouldn't have any say over our lives like that's the whole reason i'm an ancap is because i don't want the npcs to have any say over my life or right. how I survive. And it's like, these people now are the predominant voter in both parties. And that is not tenable to someone who wants to be free. So <laughs> like it needs to stop. And I don't know, I don't know how to stop it because we function in a quote unquote, you know, democracy, democratic Republic, ideally, which is no longer a thing really. Um, and these people are just consistently voting me deeper and deeper into the gulag. And it's like, when does this stop? When well, do, I think, when and do I think a lot of those people that are voting you into the gulag, Clint, they want you in the gulag. They a lot of them you. do. A lot of them, yeah. yeah. But I, I think I think most of them don't. I think most of them don't actually want to see their their ideological opponents imprisoned over over wrong think. But it's it's obviously that percentage is increasing year after year in the the divide that came through COVID, where you had people who still believed in bodily autonomy and the right to leave their home and work and you know basic uh, life. Yeah, that that divide has now been 
increased upon itself via the whether or not you stand with Ukraine. It's just they, they constantly throw these like new dividing lines that we have to decide which which side we're on and whether or not you're an American, because if you don't support an endless proxy war with the biggest nuclear power on Earth, then obviously you're you're un-American. Um, and it just becomes more and more of a divide, which is why I advocate so strongly for peaceful secession. I want those that still value bodily autonomy and entrepreneurialism and capitalism and all these things that are you know really basic fundamental American values, in my view, to have their own landmass and, and their own government if they want it. Um, and I just don't want to be ruled over by these people anymore. They're, they're extraordinarily dangerous. And I, it just, it's becoming more and more clear to me that like, we can't just let this train run off its own tracks. Like we have to figure out a different way. And I know everybody's trying their own path to, to see that come about. And I don't know what's going to prevail, but it's like, everybody's got to be trying. <laughs> we, we have to be trying whatever we can. Well, uh, Clint, what do you, how do you feel about, um, the, the Jews? I'm a big fan. I'm a fan I too. Like, They're great people. I really like them. Yeah. Holy uh, whiplash! No, I, I it was I, I was going to talk bring up Kanye, but I thought that'd be a funny uh, that'd yeah. be a funny segue into the Kanye because I want to talk about Alex <clears throat> Jones with specifically with Clint, but I think Kanye needs to be spoken about on every show right now too. Well, with the I Kanye do. thing when he was talking about new dividing lines, whenever the next big thing like comes out i just want to retweet something and just say new dividing line just dropped <laughs> yeah uh so i you know kanye is being canceled right now and oh, and, and and clinton clinton and i talked about this on that show we were on the other night um with andy coons who's amazing by the way, great guy um and and i did talk about on that show as well i'm doing a uh, metal song with andy coons right now he's putting out a full metal album and i'm, I'm working on uh uh, bridge hook for the for the last song on that so that's going to be fun look look for that soon it's going to be dope um but kanye clint said that kanye is quite quite possibly the most influential black man in our of our time and and i i besides george floyd obviously <laughs> i actually said that too i yeah. said besides mm -hmm. black jesus black jesus that's right he did he did say you got that. black jesus yeah. and you got Jesus. you yeah. get to pick yeah um and and uh it's it's so bizarre to me. The whole thing is so bizarre to me because, like, I don't have a problem with Jewish people whatsoever. You know what I mean? My dad's side of the family is Israeli. I grew up around Jews. I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? And and people constantly call me anti-Semitic for railing against Israel and the Zionist state and apartheid and, you know, the treatment of Palestinians and, and taking of their homes and shit like that. And how I, I do believe that a lot of our foreign policy that's been bad over the last 20 years or 30 years has had a lot to do with Israel as well. None of that means that I hate Jews or that I think that Jews are bad because when you're talking about a government, you're not talking about a religion. They've just somehow conflated the two together uh, over the last hundred years. Humans say, are hardwired to worship. Right. But they're saying basically that if you criticize a, their, that specific government, then you're an anti-Semitic, which is just bullshit. It's absolutely fucking stupid to even think that that's the same thing. Um, but what I brought up, and I think I brought it up on the show the other day too, was... Kanye's in the hip hop world, okay. And when hip hop started back in the seventies and eighties, um, those spaces were dominated by Jewish record executives and Jewish promoters and Jewish. Uh, I mean, they you know they've Correct. been in Lawyers. the entertainment. They are are, are you know overrepresented in the entertainment industry, and they you know and 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 Jewish uh, agents. And so the the black dudes coming off the street out of Brooklyn and Queens like Run DMC and shit you know they had no fucking idea what they were. in fact if you've ever watched the the Run DMC documentary where they're talking about how they got the Adidas deal 
Like it's the one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard because they were back then, you know, in the in the late seventies and early eighties, Adidas was a German company in Germany. Okay. Yeah. Um, in fact, they, you know, they were like nationalized during World War II. They took them over. They made them make like boots for soldiers and shit like that. Um, and they were and on, under a different name. But um, so Adolf. Uh, uh, um, Hitler. No, not Hitler. Uh, the, the owner <laughs> of Adidas. Hitler. Yeah. His name was uh, Adolf Adidas. Adolf, no, it was Adolf <laughs> Dassler. And, and uh, so that's how they got the name Adidas. But oh. okay. the, all of a sudden there was like a huge spike in in sales on adidas and this german company who sold in america but not a lot had fucking no idea where the spike was coming from they had no idea and then someone went to them and said oh there's a hip-hop group in america that wrote a song my adidas right you know the song by run dmc right? right so they wrote the song and they're wearing the shell toes and the track suits and Everyone in the hood's buying the shit. And Adidas comes over here and goes, holy shit, it's real. They wrote a fucking song oh. and they're like, bang. Yep. We're going to give you guys a fucking $1 million deal. Okay. Run DMC nice. would go on to turn them into a fucking multi-billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they did it all off of $1 million. Okay. And, and, and that's not me saying anything about Jewish people because it was literal Nazis that started fucking Adidas. Okay? <laughs> right. Like literal oh, fucking wow. Nazis. Use the black people in the hood from Queens to bolster their program here in the United States for, for, for shoes. Okay. But if you take that story to heart, these young black dudes from the hood didn't really know anything about business, just really liked this company. Right. And that company was like, wow, these people just turned us into billionaires. Here's a million dollars. It totally took advantage of them. Yeah. 100%. It was that they took advantage of them because they didn't understand business. But they knew that they had a following and they were doing something new and there was a movement behind hip hop. And so, of course, the people that are representing these people in, in entertainment world, a lot of whom are Jewish, were taking advantage of the young black males. That's the truth. That's a real thing that happened. Well, well it's not, also not, kind of difficult to say not, that not, they got majorly taken advantage oh, of when given... If you look at the hip hop... When, when given a million dollars. No, they got... I mean, for only a million dollars... For what they did for Adidas, they, that was taking advantage. Trust yeah, me. I'm not. That I'm should not, have been a that should have been a 15 million dollar deal, dude. Minimum, minimum. Okay, and that's like a speculative deal. They should have got all kinds of royalties and shit when it was over, said and done with, and they didn't. Okay, they. You know, I would. I'm not pushing back on that at all. I'm saying there's a culture clash there, where you have the Jewish guys from old money and probably have investment money. They're right? businessmen, and they're businessmen. Yeah. So they've got a they've got a product, and they've got a they've got young people. That are green, and also there's a culture there in the hip hop culture in inner cities where uh, they're not exactly thinking about three years down the road, right? So you come to them with a deal and you say, "I'll give you ten grand to do this." Right? They see the ten grand. They don't go, "Oh, well, what's in, I want a percentage of this later on." I want right. well, that they all didn't comes know later. That's they all the know Kanye this. stuff. Yeah. You know, but the, but that's you, but so, I understand what you mean. So to, to bring it back in. That's where Kanye is coming from. He's coming right. from that hip hop world where he saw these Jewish people with gold chains and fucking right. wind blazer jackets coming in and be like, yo, we're going to hook you guys up. And then they put him through these record deals, right? And right. they get nothing. And it happens all the time. It still happens right now. Anybody who's worked in the entertainment or music, especially the music in- industry, knows that record executives will take it. That's why so many people wanted to become independent artists. Yeah. That's why people like Tom McDonald are fucking flourishing because he has no, he is his own distrib- distributor. 
distribution. Right. He is his own record label. He didn't he's never, his own everything. Yeah, he's his own everything. He never had to fucking work with the, the record execs and he did it all on his own. That's the dream in music because it's the only way you make money now. You have yeah, to you tour. Have to, you, you have to have the business acumen though. And that's, right. that's the whole thing is like, there aren't many people that are both a creative and a business specialist. So, you know, that's, good that's point. the very right. rare skill set. So uh, you're going to see this all the time with artists that want to market their art to the world. And a musician is an artist that they're going to be taken advantage of. I, what I get troubled by is that it's this, this group blame, this categorization, this collectivization of we're the victims, they're the oppressors. And it's like, this is the story as old as time. It, it doesn't matter their nationality or their religious beliefs. It's the individuals that are the problem. If you have Jewish businessmen or Italian businessmen or white uh, German American businessmen, they're going to do it, dude. It's go like, it doesn't fucking matter. So like, if you have beef with these individuals, name them right name the individuals name the the uh the agencies that are are really you know capitalizing on on taking advantage of ignorant young black men if that's what you and mean. i agree and, uh, one of my favorite artists caleb mitchell i'm um, caleb mitchell Who's that? <clears throat> small smaller independent rap artist i might actually if you'd be interested i I'll be could interested. probably I'll get him on the show favorite hip-hop artist yeah. What was XXX Tension? That was enough yeah. for me, dude. I, no, yeah. we're good. I don't, but, hear, I don't need to hear your opinions anymore on the on but case. But he, he's <laughs> there's a conversation starter. Yeah. But he he's made that dream a reality. Like this past month he hit five hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. That's huge, dude. On your own. But, on his own. Yeah, yeah on his big. own. Like he, at one point he took a deal for a single of his that was pretty big. And it ended up being like the theme song for the Jets for the 2019 season. Oh, ended sorry. up on like a Madden game or something. Um, but he said like it was because of like medical bills or something that he was like, yeah, I basically had to take this, and it it wasn't a great deal for me. Right. But it never is. But he he has he, I think he has pretty good business acumen. So anybody anybody he didn't, who's been he in didn't the get music himself in the whole for level okay the long term as someone who's toured and played music. And, and and our bread and butter was playing shows. I mean, that's where we actually can make a couple bucks to get to the next show. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And merch sales, right? Other than that, like, and I know so many people that have been signed by record labels. I've worked with record labels, tried to get, you know, I worked with Island Def Jam for a while. Like, I, I know how the, the business works. And, and especially in the digital music age now, the only way you're making money is by touring your fucking ass off. And, and selling a ton of fucking merch. Your money, your music is not making you money anymore right. unless you're an independent. How many artist. pennies do you make off your one ninety nine Apple download? Exactly. So so, yeah. but I just to to, to rear this back in because we are going to get into the Alex Jones stuff for a little bit here. Um, I fucking I understood where Kanye was coming from. Okay, me too. Because he because he he's seen that in the hip hop world, and it is you know the the agencies and the executives are disproportionately Jewish people. Okay, so that's where he's coming from. Do I think he worded it right? Of course not. Does Kanye ever word anything right? Well, that, so do you think he's do you think he's uh, his crazy or genius? Right? Do you think he's a crazy? I think there's or a genius? thin line there, buddy. Very. He's he is I think absolutely he's a genius. A genius. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely a genius. genius. So the Tucker, did you watch the Tucker interview, uh, Clint? I've so, watched every Kanye interview. <laughs> Excellent. I, I didn't think he said anything crazy. No. I just think there were clips that were edited and maybe presented in a way. That would make him look unbalanced. Um, I I do he think he's said, surrounded by a lot of yes people, and so when he talks, kind of you know, 
takes his time because he can. And, uh, you know. Do you, I do mean, you, and he said crazy it, things honest, for a long though. time. This is the man that when George Bush doesn't care about black people. George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was a good one. He was very right. He he said like four years ago that he thinks black people are still slaves. Right. But then he he just came out recently and said that uh, being a slave was a choice. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. What I think is fascinating about Kanye is that he's constantly talking about moving past our historical hurts. Like that's his his big thing. He's he's constantly talking about love and coming together, and you know we're people. We're not our colors. We're not our race. But then he talks about you know wanting to uplift his his people. You know he's like he's hold he's the way I view him. He's on this this like this fault line in our culture where he he is both um, evolved enough to have realized that the divides that that we appear to face we don't really. But at the same time, he's still mentally trapped there. And I, I think that that's what we're witnessing is someone who's trying to like break free and become a truly evolved being, but is still stuck in the tribalistic worldview that comes from being in the black community that is kind of an us against them, us against the world type of mentality. So I greatly appreciate the struggle that he's in. I think it's it's a beautiful thing to witness. And I, and I love that it's happening publicly. I hate that he has to suffer so deeply financially and and reputationally by doing so. Um, but I completely commend him and encourage him to continue on this process. It's a very healthy discussion to be having as to do we still, do we own any of the hurts that come from people that looked like us before we were born? And and does that hurt that, that happened to people that looked like us before we were bor- born, does that entitle us to something? And and I think these are all from my individualist perspective and a and a kind of a Buddhist living in the now perspective. I think the answer is clearly no. But from his perspective, his community's perspective, there has been a you know a meme. Even Maj Ture has talked about it, the reparations argument, things like that. Where I think that this discussion needs to happen. You know, I I don't endorse reparations, but I love the fact that the conversation is being had because I think the only way we move through this together is to have an adult difficult conversation and what's unfortunate is that as he's talking about how i can't have this conversation without being canceled uh he's He's being being proven that he he is being canceled very aggressively which which ultimately adds to the belief system of people that believe that it is this jewish cabal that runs the world and it makes him look as if that's actually legitimately true whereas i believe it's this powerful cabal of wealthy people regardless of you know race or, or religion that um that do run the world and they do have cancel culture and they do use that to keep people in line and it's like that's all real but i just think it's it it misses the mark when you just talk about them being jewish or black or whatever it's like no this is kind of a a class issue more than it is a, a religious or uh color one sure. sure and so so we'll we'll cap off the easy talk here with one solid question that i have for all three of you guys Will Adidas survive losing Kanye and the Russians? <laughs> Clint, you first. Uh, I mean, if you lose the black community and the Russian community, all you have left are the like Eastern Europeans. And I d- yeah, I don't think that's enough to keep your... They'll soon be low. decimated by nuclear war. Right, exactly. <laughs> so like your entire market yeah, is over gonna i mean it's all yeah, you have left probably. is the germans and we know how that works what do you what do you think aj you think yeah, he'll survive billy yeah. uh <laughs> i um 
I all I can think about is my tracksuit that's in my closet right now. Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm gonna I, wear I my, figure you would have one. I'm gonna wear my tracksuit next track week suit too. We should all wear Adidas tracksuits to show solidarity. That would be fucking savage. I would have to own one first. With Adidas? After what they did to Kanye? No thanks, <laughs> no. man. Yeah, I know. We're, I'm, I'm going to go burn all my Adidas shit. Don't fuck with Kanye. Dude. <laughs> yeah. What about you, buddy? You think Adidas is going to survive losing the Russians and the, the Kanye West empire? I think he was Probably like, I think because they have like, brought enough appeal outside of that. I think he was like that. over 6% of their sales just were Yeezys. That's a lot, dude. Damn. I, I think they'll survive. I don't think they won't suffer any pain from it but it'll be a painful survival but they'll they'll claw claw their way through do you think elon is going to give me my twitter account back what do you what do you think clint i don't remember what you got suspended for i said one word death it was literally a one word comment uh do you remember do you remember this was a lot of months ago now but do you remember that that weird uh educator thing that was talking about how we needed to normalize the term minor attracted person and how pedophile was a derogatory term and all this shit do you remember that she like made all these videos and stuff it was an obvious woman that was a they them z's or whatever you you quote tweeted it with just death i know i didn't even quote tweet it i literally just posted a comment under it that just said death (laughs) wait that's that's a that's that incredible. whole thing uh, is a meme. I hope. I don't know. Like just yeah. saying death is that's a whole that's ass what meme. That's what got my twenty thousand follower Twitter account banned. Yeah. Yep. At twenty thousand followers, I was like, what? I was like less than a hundred followers away from twenty thousand, and I po- I posted that at night, and I woke up and my account was gone in the morning. And they said that they said that it was um, uh, inciting violence and yeah, yeah. And, uh, and targeted harassment. Because if you said death with no apparent target, no, nothing. To, no one, to no one, with no motive, your platform is big enough. Is that what it is? I it's guess. like an Alex Jones thing. <laughs> but but the, the thing was, and I even, I, you know, I wrote the dude. I went, I went through this shit hard. I like wrote the fucking Better Business Bureau in San Francisco. Yeah, because I heard there was a way to get your account back by doing that. Um, because it really fucking kneecapped like my show and everything. Yeah. big time, dude, big time. Like my show dropped a thousand listeners a week. Apple you mean your ESG up. was affected? My ESG <laughs> was affected, yeah. And yeah. and um and so uh uh I I wrote them and I said I was discussing capital punishment for people who hurt children. That's literally so, Yeah, that's that makes sense. That was my whole argument was capital punishment yeah. for people who hurt children. Should it exist or should it not? I believe that it should. I think that, you know, hurting vulnerable people makes you an evil, uh, irredeemable piece of shit and maybe that there should be a discussion had that uh if you hurt children the most vulnerable in our society, children and, and, and invalid old people, maybe we should talk about, you know, whether there's a capital punishment clause. If you, if you had just replied with like trebuchet or catapult, I think you could have got away with it. But uh, right. death was a little too specific. I, I mean, I feel for you, man. It sucks. Uh, Reed got, you know, banned for oh, a yeah, similar thing. Too, and, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I, I think that, that Elon is sincere in wanting to bring, you know, the dissident right, quote unquote, back in. Um, so I hope I hope that they just fucking greenlight everybody, man. Like I, you know me, I'm free speech absolutist. Like I want I want complete open dialogue. I think that that's be, actually how you work. I'll be things. very excited when I see Donald Trump back on on Twitter. They Frank. just <laughs> fired hope, like the CEO. Back, I don't even Twitter. care about Trump as much as I do you guys. Like I just want I just want all my friends back. <laughs> no, I want Trump back because because that will be a signal that we're fixing things on Twitter. I, I, I listen. I don't, I'm not a Trump supporter. We've talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. I'm not a Trump supporter. But his Twitter but was God the greatest thing ever. On Twitter, dude. The comedy. Uh, he was just funny. Yeah. 
It was so good. Um, but okay, so they just fired the CEO of Twitter. Kiss the guys. And I have a proposal. We have proposal for the new CEO, Kanye West. Dude, that would be fucking hilarious. If he that came would be out incredible. Kanye West, the new CEO of, of Twitter, that would be so funny. That'd be so funny. But you saw him walk into t- the Twitter headquarters with a fucking sink. To the sink. <laughs> Did you see yeah. that clip? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. He yeah. j- and he just said, let that sink in. Yeah, let, let that sink in. in. It was a fucking dad joke that he... He loves dad jokes. It was, it was, hey, dude, that's one of the best. That's the best. People don't understand. Like, I don't agree with Elon on a lot of shit, right? But my favorite thing about Elon is that he's such an awkward autist that his jokes are fucking hilarious. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's yeah. not even like, he's like not purposely hilarious. He's just fucking hilarious, dude. And so like, I don't know, dude. I hope, I hope that it signals like a fucking, like a turning point in, in this crazy like cancel culture that we see. Because well, really the, 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 the fucking um, Babylon B thing is what made him go and buy that. You remember when they pulled Babylon B down? Yeah. That was when he yeah. was like, fuck this. This is bullshit. You could literally pull down a comedy satire site that says they're satire. You pulled them down. Or misgendering, misgendering someone. Somebody. Now, if you don't know, according to my pronouns on Twitter, I get misgendered all the time right. because my pronouns are Ian slash Crossland.net. This is my Ian Crossland, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to talk about graphing, and we're counting down to the graphing talk. It's coming. Um, well, see, what, the reason I'm so hopeful and the reason I'm also so blackpilled and don't think that this is actually going to go in the direction we want is because my personal opinion is that, like, the, the social media platforms are kind of the front lines of ESG. Like, that's where they get right. to really enforce narrative, and they get to, you know, de deperson anybody who really goes against, you know, whatever the current thing TM is. And I just don't think that they can have a major platform that allows for real open free speech because it would just demonstrate how unbelievably censored you are in the other places. And right. I think that there would be a mass exodus from these platforms. Like if you go over to Parler, you go over to like, this is the first time that one that is being used by everybody of all political stripes that could like actually go back to free speech. Like that's never happened. Like all right. we have seen is the old the old guard become more and more censorious. Well, the the dissidents that get booted, they go over into their own little sandbox over a fucking <laughs> parlor where they get to call each other the N word, you know, freely. And and it's like it's never happened before. So it will be a total paradigm shift. Like they won't be able to control the narrative if if you totally uncensor or or get close to where you just ban people for violence, nothing else. Like it's gonna be fucking glorious. So I'm rooting for him. I mean, he's obviously got a bunch of like. I don't know, post post physical humans type worldview that yeah. concern me. Yeah, um, and he support, a, he uh, supports UBI and I mean he's fucking he, he wants yeah, to build a neural neural net that he, reads your mind. Yeah. No big deal. I feel like he lives like eighty with, or, or that at least years in the future. Me. I wouldn't say I don't, I don't agree with it, yeah. but it, it's like at the same time though, I, I think it's kind of a Luddite perspective to think that that shit's not gonna happen. Like if it like if it's going to happen, would you rather the, the CCP develop it or would you rather Elon Musk? Like, I think the answer is probably Elon. I would I would have at least a chance of it not being some dystopic nightmare if it's him. If it's the CCP, it's fucking game over. Well, so I'll say this about Elon. Uh, he's like one of the very few uh, like ultra elite rich in this world that I don't feel like is trying to kill me. Right. right. Honestly, I believe I yeah. really I really do. I feel like the, all the elite rich want us all dead so they can hoard everything Dude, to themselves. Just and the he's fact like the that, one that doesn't. Just the fact that he's like we are our gravest danger is not AI, it's not nuclear war, it's not it's 
depopulation. It's the fact that we aren't reproducing. That is such an unpopular opinion for someone in his position to hold that I can't help but think that that means that he is a true outsider. You know, a guy who's who's actually maybe on the side of the people here because that that is a very unpopular thing to talk about in the ESG world where you know overpopulation and carbon is a toxin and you know our very existence is destroying the planet to to say no we need to have more people that is that's bold that was very refreshing he's pro family he is he's a pro family elitist he's a pro family richest man on earth he's fucking he has an opportunity to be john galt or he can be you know the greatest foil greatest misdirect in my lifetime so i for just the need for a white pill i'm gonna believe he's john galt for now uh, garbage man, what's up, Andy? He said, uh, if you have money, send a $5 super chat to Josh and tell him you love him. I agree. <laughs> we lost the super chats. Man, we used to get super chats like crazy. I don't know what happened, but uh, you guys know that you can use the super chat function to get talked, uh, to get your questions asked on air of uh, of of the guests, of us, um, or just to have whatever you want heard, heard. I'll, I pretty much say them all. Uh, even when I had Josh Denny on the show, who I love, by the way, uh, Josh Denny came on and he's got like this huge cabal of people who fucking hate him and they troll every show he's on and he's like i asked him before the show i'm like hey they're gonna drop super chats so that i ask you he's like i don't give a fuck what it is ask everything we'll sit there all night and take super chats and and dude i asked every question everyone it was fucking hilarious dude um but i'm always down <laughs> jason he's good shit. learning chat what we're learning is that my haters are broke. Yeah, you got. <laughs> I also have I can't broke even haters. To ask. I also because these the, my haters could pop on here and just write whatever they want and pay, and then I'd say it, and they don't because they're fucking a they're cowards, b they're fucking broke losers, dude. All of them. Uh, JC, thanks for the five dollars super chat. He said, "I love you. I love you, Jason. Truly, I do." Uh, Clint, what's going to happen with Alex, bro? What do you think? What do you think Alex Jones is going to do uh, next? Uh, I mean. I think Alex is is never going to stop. I think he's he has committed himself to this path, and and as he's said many times, like you'll have to kill him to shut him up. So, I uh, I love the guy. They're trying, and I and I yeah, they are, and I, and I I root for him. Obviously, I believe he will appeal the billion dollar judgment against him for speech. Uh, any I, I have blocked you know long time mutuals of mine. I have blocked anyone that I have seen lauding that decision that it's it's a good thing for anyone for speech to have a billion dollars judged against them like it's fucking insane and so they're, and they're trying to go after more they want a trillion dollars is what they want, they want 2.75 2. 2. trillion, trillion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's listen it's a middle finger a very bad people. it's a it's a fuck you oh yeah it's a fuck you to free okay. speech it's a fuck you to anybody that thinks we should have individual freedom it's not an amount that says we need to pay for this and this is how we make it's of something they pulled out of their ass. I don't know how you get that number. The bigger picture on it is that Alex Jones is one of the few people that was completely deplatformed from everywhere, and he still managed to have a market and make money. And that, my dear friends, is why they're going after him. I, yeah. I strongly believe that like their cancel culture mechanism only works if you can actually bankrupt someone, if you can actually cancel them to the point that they become irrelevant. Alex did not become irrelevant after he was deplatformed from everywhere. And that's why they couldn't stop. They had to keep going and they had to come after him in the hardest ways possible. I think that was one of the most prolific Terrible. points you made the other night, actually, when we were on that show together. Was, I didn't think about it that way. You, you, you brought it up that they canceled him, but they couldn't cancel him. And, right. and and it was like legitimately they they took him off everything, everything, everything. within like forty eight hours gone gone boom, 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 boom. right and and they couldn't kill him 
They didn't kill nope. him. And nope. and it's kind of like that. You know what I said when I was running for chair or vice chair is like if you when I was running against Nick Sarwark, if you're going to go for the king, you got to kill the king, dude, right? Like you yeah. have it's the only way. Otherwise, you're dead. And they fucking tried their the hardest to cancel him, and they couldn't. And it was a slap in the face to, to to the government and the big tech companies and probably the World Economic Forum and whatever those weirdos do down at that fucking place yeah. in California. And fuck, they, they don't want to martyr Alex. <laughs> they just want to they want to make him irrelevant, and they yeah. can't. They can't. They can't do it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking. It's it's the most important fight of our time is that true dissident thinkers and speakers find a way to survive and thrive outside of their mechanisms for control and like alex is the first guy to actually do it like he got through the shit fest and still was making you know millions of dollars per year like that was so important and that's why they they have to now go after him on a from a different you know angle it's it's sick it's absolutely sick it's fucking it's it's despicable and it's the precedent setter I mean, really, it at is. the end of the day, because if they can go after Alex Jones like that for two point seven trillion dollars, they can come after you for a million dollars. Every everyone tweeted out after Alex was first deplatformed. You know, first it was Alex Jones, and and everyone's like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." You know, like how how could you possibly compare that to what led to the Holocaust? But it's like, look, once there's a precedent set for unpersoning a human being, where like they cannot have like as we become more and more part of the electronic uh, economy. Like that's, that is you like that. Like if you don't have access to all of the social media platforms, like that's like, that's your percentage of humanity, essentially. Like, do you have access to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, da, 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 like list them all off. And it's like, okay, like if you really fuck up, like we'll take your, we'll take away your Facebook and Instagram. And so now you're a 60% person. And like, if you really fuck up, we'll take all of it. And then if you're like Kanye, if you really, really fuck up, we'll take your Spotify and we'll take you off our Peloton playlist. Cause we're fucking lunatics. And it's like, all of this shit is just evolving to the point where like they are trying to they I mean they're trying to take it like the cancellation process with Kanye to a whole nother level. Like I've never even seen it. Never even seen anything like this. And and he's the most successful black businessman in history. I it's crazy to me that like the left, the progressives, the ones arguing on behalf of tolerance and his intolerance is why the richest black man in history has to never have his music you know, force fed into your ears again. These people are fucking psychotic and I despise them. And I can't believe that there's anybody that's on their side at all, regardless of how you feel about what Kanye had to say, what is wrong with you that you would advocate for the unpersoning of a human being fucking idiots. Yeah. They make me sick. Well, and, and the libertarians that are, are the li- that, you know, quote unquote libertarians that are applauding this shit make yeah. me the sickest. Yeah, like they're what? the ones that fucking advocated on behalf of us staying home and we're masking up and exactly. vaccinating a bunch of fucking pussy idiots. Yeah. yeah. Cowards, <laughs> pussies. I mean, there's so many words that I have for this. I got one more I question about them. Kanye, uh, Clint. Uh, so we, you were talking about ESG and corporations and people. Would you argue that Kanye yeah. is at once a person and he's also a corporation? So yeah. that that's why he's being deplatformed in such a large way because well, I'm, not, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying he's more no, than no, just no. a person. Yes. Well, it's, see, it's, it's not, it's not even so much because his businesses are, are largely, you know, privately owned. So like they don't have ESG uh, enforcement mechanisms for private businesses to a large extent. They do a little bit, but not, not on the, you know, on a broader level. But the, the real issue is that his primary contracts were with like the gap or Adidas or, you know, Spotify or what, da, 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 like list them all off. Right. He's got these huge, huge contracts with, uh, or, or Nike or whoever the fuck they are. 
like those companies are publicly traded and those companies do have ESG scores and those companies will listen to the the cancel culture mob as as it you know ramps up so right uh, that's really the problem is like if you get to a certain level of success financially in the business world even if you're a private business if you're a private businessman which is you know Kanye is one of the most successful ever of any you know color yeah um it's uh that's how they do it man so yes that's what's happening is like this it, it does tie into ESG it absolutely does and and I think that that's same with Alex Jones like all of this shit like I know I sound like Alex Jones when I talk about it. It's like it's all it's all connected, but it is. It's really is. <laughs> it absolutely is. It is. It's interdimensional child monsters. Yeah, <laughs> interdimensional, uh, literal vampire. They're, they're the spawn of Satan. They came in, came here through gateways created by the LSD now. of the seventies, created by the CIA. It's all connected, people. You just don't see it yet. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're uh, we're we're about an hour and twenty minutes, so we're gonna we're gonna call this thing quits uh, before we get too far into whatever other kind of crazy shit we have. We, if you guys want to come hang out with us in the. Uh, Members only stream for 10 to 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, feel free to sign up on the Patreon or the subscribe star oh. or become a member of the YouTube channel. But Clint, uh, if you have some, some uh, knowledge to drop on, on my subscribers, uh, what's the one thing that's so important to you that you would. I mean, just do whatever you can in the midterms to get people that are not warmongers into power. You know, like it, I don't, I honestly, I would vote for a fucking communist if they're opposed to World War III at this point. Like, it, like, I don't care. It's the most important thing of our lifetime. We have to have people in there that are truly anti-war. Like, it's, it's really, it very rapidly became, like, if you had asked me a year ago, it would have been like, vote for anybody who's, you know, opposed to vaccine mandates and lockdowns and, and says that they'll never do that again. Now it's like, is this person somewhat rational when it comes to nuclear holocaust? Like that's that's right. kind of how I now view the political Fetterman. Uh, arena. We need a we need a, a write in Fetterman for president yeah. campaign. Dude. Yeah, I have no idea what his position is on Ukraine, but I would imagine he's gung ho about it. I'm guessing he probably he's not know for what his own <laughs> against. Is. Oh, that's the problem. He's I'm an empty vessel. We'll just for, he's, he's Joe Biden against not it. Uh, Ryan Ryan says yeah. he's for against not it. And also good night everybody. That's right. That's right. Hello. Good night. Um, and beyond that, you know, just uh, enjoy, enjoy life. You know, don't don't let all this bad news get you down and, and use it as fuel to get after it. Uh, that's that's kind of how I, I try and funnel all of the negativity and the anxiety that comes with this shit. And I just try and really enjoy and you know be passionate about what I'm doing. So I hope people can do that. And then uh, beyond that, I, if you guys want to check out my show, it's Liberty Lockdown. Go ahead and uh, check out the episode tomorrow morning, 1130 a.m. Eastern with Dr. Joseph Ladapo, the Surgeon General of Florida. That'll be an absolutely fantastic conversation. And then the following week, I should have Laura Logan back on, which the first time I had her on was one of the greatest interviews I've ever had. So I hope you guys will enjoy that one. And then uh, I'll be on, I forget the name of the show. I think it's Radical with uh, Majin Nawaz in November. Oh, got no a... shit, dude. He's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm super I just realized who you're talking about. You you said that earlier in the in the show, and I didn't th I didn't put it together. That dude is fucking. <laughs> he was like a fundamental Muslim. Yes, like is yeah. Islamic, like fundamental Islamic Muslim, uh, and he he was he, he was like he reverse a, converted. Terrorist. Yeah, he yeah. reverse converted. And he man. he came out hard against the COVID regime, dude. Yep, hard. because because he recognizes fundamental extremism. And he, he knows that's what we're up against. I think he's an incredible asset to have in our. You're in going our on space. his show, huh? Yeah, dude, that's dope. That's dude. gonna be rad. I'm when so is that? By I'm the so way, happy for you, buddy. You're November doing so much shit. 
28th, I believe, or 29th. It's a month out. I'll push that. You're doing so much dope shit now, dude. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. I I mean, I just, I absolutely, I can't believe it. Um, But at the same time, I'm, I'm just so grateful and I, I'm, I'm so gratified to be living this life. You know, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm in the place I'm supposed to be at the moment I'm supposed to be here. So, you know, I'm going to try and stay in that, that zone as long as possible. For sure. Well, Clint, you know, I'm a huge fan and, and I value our friendship and I love you to death, man. And, and Absolutely, thank you brother. so much for, for coming on and hanging out with us. If you could just give us five minutes to close the show out, we'll do the members only stream for a couple minutes. Of course. No problem. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Man, what a great fucking show. Hey, dude, Clint is amazing. Definitely go check out Liberty Lockdown uh, and, and just support the man, dude. Support everything he's doing because he's such an important voice. Um, he's he's amassed such a great following and, and platform but he's really um passionate about these things and um i don't think uh between him and i and and dave during the covid regime lockdowns i don't think anybody rallied harder uh than 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 clint did i mean he fucking really pushed a lot of people and and talked to a lot of people and got a lot of people to hear this message and, and support it and man you gotta you gotta give thanks to the people that can do that you know what i mean that's that's the important thing for me um, what's up, Acid Drop? Hey, dude, my homie who uh, wrote and performs uh, the, uh, the the wood chipper song in the beginning of my show, and also the in Minecraft uh, song at oh, the cool. outro uh, is in the chat. Everyone, go uh, give shout outs to my boy Alex. There, he said, just got out of the studio. Big ups to you and Clint. Love you guys one hundred percent. Five dollar super chat. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm glad that you just got out of the studio. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. Uh, I'm a big fan of his music. If you like, you know, cool poster pop punk stuff, man, go check him out. Uh, Whiskey Grenade. I love them to death, dude. Um, Ryan, before we go, you got anything? I like, comment, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Help us grow on YouTube because we want to we want to catch back up to Clint. I you know we want to surpass his following. Like, there yeah. was a time when I had way more uh, subscribers than Clint did on YouTube. Fucking just like zoomed right yeah. past me. We we need to catch we we'll need to catch close. up. So <laughs> hey, Jay, share this with your friends, out. your mom, everybody. Uh, oh, go vote if you're in Iowa, uh, November eighth. Uh, early voting is amendment. open. What's that? What's the, what's the amendment you're tr- you're pushing? Oh yes, uh, the Freedom Amendment. It is Proposition uh, Public Proposition Number One, Amendment Number One. It's to keep and bear arms, adds it to our Iowa Constitution with strict scrutiny in the legal language. It's the best thing for the individual. Go vote for it. We need 60% to pass. Yeah, 60%. It also nullifies any... Yeah, flip your ballot over. It's on the back. Yeah, it's on the back, and it also nullifies any further... Would nullify uh, any future federal federal gun control. Yeah. Beautiful. Iowa's dope, man. I love it here uh, when it comes to self-defense and homeschooling and uh, medical freedom. I mean, we really got it good here. You can't smoke weed, but oh well. I mean, you you can't smoke weed. You can smoke weed, and people do. It's not California weed. Civil, civilly disobedient. Not nearly as good. Um, guys, go check out our sponsor. Of course, TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend. Mike. <gasps> Excuse me. I ate a lot of spaghetti for the show. For the show. We always uh, break <laughs> bread here in, in the Break the Cycle studio. So Ryan comes over. AJ comes over. AJ fasts, so he doesn't ever eat dinner with us. But Ryan and his wife uh, come and eat dinner every night. Every night we have a show. And if we have a guest in the studio, they eat dinner and they get to meet all the kids and the family and stuff. It's really cool. It's really cool uh, breaking bread here at the Break the Cycle studio before a show. But sometimes it gives me a little indigestion. You know what I mean? And then I come and do the show and I'm like, hey, dude, I just ate three pounds of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go check out toplobster.com. He's the man. Uh, you, know, you know, he's the entire uh, aesthetic of the show. You can also get this fuck around and find out Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty gun shirt that you see me wearing tonight by using BT. Check out for a 10% discount. 
discount. Or you can join the Patreon subscribe star or become a member of the YouTube channel by hitting the join link uh, and get into a private Discord server where you can get all of Top Lops's new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at a 30% discount. Um, so you'll be supporting two people uh, and actually saving money if you're buying Top Lops's new gear. Truth, truthfully, that's really, that's the truth. You will be supporting, well, two shows or two organizations uh, and you'll, Ryan, and we'll probably start paying AJ at some point for coming over on Mondays and Thursdays too. Ooh. Oh, um, but you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, it's important to support uh, the creators in this movement and tops one of the best. So go support that guy, please. He's amazing. I love him to death. And of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Uh, they help organizations solve unsolvable problems in the technology and HR arenas. Their team leads by example. Anthem consultants have led their own organizations through demanding periods of change. Now they help clients succeed in the face of technology and personnel challenges. Personnel challenges. Plus, Amy Labor is amazing. Uh, you, if you own a business, I don't know how you've operated this long without helping, without getting help from Amy Labor at Anthem Planning. I just don't. You should go check them out today. Uh, executive producers, Colwell Creative Content. Uh, they separate. They specialize in things like SEO to help your site rank, rank well on Google or other search engines. Website design, optimized website content writing, optimized blog posts, copywriting, social media content management, newsletter writing and design, ghost writing and editing services, uh, resume and cover letter writing. They work with all kinds of clients, including real estate, addiction treatment, mental health, healthcare, banking and payment processing, uh, not the Federal Reserve, not the CIA podcast. Uh, and they've worked with just about every industry, including uh, libertarian political candidates and influencers such as my good friend and uh, political mentor, Larry Sharp. If they're good enough for Larry Sharp. They're good enough for you, I promise you. Uh, they've been in business since 2012. They've worked with hundreds of clients. And uh, I'm going to be using them. That's what I'm going to do. I'm see if they can help me uh, bolster the podcast. But you guys should be using them too. Have them help you get in front of your target, target audience. I promise you it's worth it, man. Um, and, of course, new uh, executive producer of the show, The Blood of Tyrants Merlot. Uh, check them out today. You can go to uh, bloodoftyrants.wine and buy those bottles of wines. I know they sell them. Uh, if you buy in bulk, you get a discount. But also if you use break when you check out, just the word break, you can get a 10% discount, which is great. It's already really moderately priced wine. Um, but it's such a conversation starter to have a bottle of Merlot that says the blood of tyrants on the label. It's pretty dope. Um, it's good wine, too. I've had it. I got a bottle when I was at the National Convention, and it was fucking really they should really send good. us a bottle. We can we can taste test it live on on the show and then stick it in the background and on the shelves there. There's a oh. their wine analysis is 0.54 percent total acid, 3.77 pH, 4 uh, percent res residual sugars, and a 13.5 alcohol by volume. So that's really nice. Yeah, that's actually really good, dude. Uh, they're the official spirit of 1776. Tyrants are losing their head over this wine. Tree of Liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants. Check them out today. Use break at checkout. Uh, I love you guys to death. Thank you so much for supporting our show all the time and hanging out with us. Thank you to my co-host Ryan and my co-host AJ. Thank you to our guest Clint Russell. We'll have a show for you on Monday. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. I do not have uh, the guests announced yet, but they will be announced soon. It's going to be a dope show, I promise you. Everyone will want to be there. Um, and by the by the middle of this week, and I will have that show announced. So I will see you on Monday uh, for that great show that you're not going to want to miss. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Do the legal reason.
hard to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the personal frame But I just meant it in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just meant it in Minecraft Lord Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There's nothing I mean, you know it No product finish, get your clothes from COVID 